Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. A rancher's work will never seem to end. Bear the hay, then there's a fence to mend. It sometimes seems to be all work, no play. And though it's worth it, I have to say, if you're ever feeling down and blue, there's just one thing I'll recommend to you. Swing on, cowboy. Swing on till the cows come home. Don't be so cool. You better rally your spurs and make some noise. Swing on, cowboy. Swing on till the cows come home. Don't be so cool. You better rally your spurs and make some noise. I once met a man who did not know how to swing. Sad, sad thing. He did not know how to swing. Until one day that swinging bug bit him mid-stride. That sun settled down and he swung throughout the night. Swing on, cowboy. Swing on till the cows come home. Don't be so poor. You better rattle your spurs and make some noise. When you start feeling down, it seems you don't know how to smile. Don't wait around to try and smile after one. When you're finished working horses and bailing hay, throw your worries out the door. Settle down and swing away Tennessee. I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our lovely and vivacious and energetic and talented, what else can I say better? Bobby Jean Bell. Good morning. I don't, I don't, I don't know that girl. Who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I am so looking forward to our time with our guest today. This CD is so fantastic. (laughs) Well, we're going to be swinging and doing a little blues, and uh, we're going to have a big, big time. But um, how are things out there in Albuquerque right now with the virus? 
Well, uh, I think we're like like a lot of other states. Um, things have begun to open up and then open up some more. Um, there's still, you know, rules about how many people can gather in restaurants, and still live events really aren't happening too much. But um, you know, most most of the things that were closed are back open again. Uh, cool. We got great weather. Um, you know, things are things are good. You got to get out and get that sun on your body and and get get outdoors is what I would say. Just get outdoors, you know. Get outdoors. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been kind of nice in Tennessee for the last couple of days, but uh, we're looking forward to some really nice weather. You know, I'm kind of ready for fall already. We've had some <laughs> 90 degree days here, and uh, I know you have. I'm not ready. Well, you know, I'm I'm not ready for fall. Um, I I I like all the seasons, and I like that living in New Mexico, we see seasons a little bit more than we did in California, and uh, we're we're entering the what they call the monsoon season, and we haven't had anything this week, but typically during this period, around I would say like cocktail times, as the clouds come in and we get wind and thunder and maybe a little rain and it's really cool to sit on the patio and just sort of watch that happen and um we had a couple days of that last week but um i I love that so yeah fall can come when it's when it's ready you know (laughs) it can but i am ready for fall my favorite time of the year hey we've got a great show you were talking about our guest today so why don't you go and tell us who's joining us for the campfire cafe Oh, Solitaire Miles is on the line waiting to go and can't wait to chat with her. All right. It's going to be fun talking with Solitaire Miles, better known to a lot of people as Susie Blue. But we're going to have a great time visiting with her during the Campfire Cafe. And then in the second hour of the show on Saddle Up America, Alex Cappert, who is the executive director of the Mustang Heritage Foundation, is going to be joining us. And we'll be talking a little bit about something that's different and new that's happening with their extreme Mustang makeover because of this virus situation that's been taking place. But right now, let's listen to a great song by Solitaire Miles. It's from the CD Bye Bye Blues. It's a great song that she's done by the same title. So let's take a listen. When we come back, we'll be talking with Solitaire Miles today on the Campfire Cafe. Don't die. 
when, when the weather's beautiful like it is up here today, it's 87 and sunny, and it just makes you want to go to the beach or go to the park, and, you know, then you get hot wearing the mask, and, and it really is a challenge for a lot of folks. Well, it is a challenge, but you have to do what's right, and uh, and I know that you are, and I know Bobby is, and I am, but it really upsets me when I see people that aren't. So, guys, if you're out there listening, do what you're supposed to. Wear your masks. I can tell yeah. anybody. I coughed for nine weeks in those first three weeks. I thought I was going to die. I got lightheaded just going up a flight of stairs. I was on oxygen, and I had to wear a corset because I coughed so much that my ribs. Oh, wow. So I I bought a corset from, uh, it was a flexible one, you know, like a girdle corset. But it squeezed my ribs so much, and it helped for the coughing because I coughed so much. It was just my whole body throbbed after coughing like that. and. Folks, you just don't want to get it, let me tell you. Yeah. You don't want to get it, but we're glad that you and your husband are doing well now. So we're happy to have you with us today. So tell us who your influences were in your music. Well, I grew up uh, in a house uh, full of musicians and singers. My grandmother was a big band singer in the 1940s. And her daughter, my aunt, was a country singer, and I grew up in the 1970s. So I heard a lot of old swing and big band from the 1940s. And then also they would play a lot of Patsy Cline, um, and I listened to Kitty Wells, um, and a lot of the older singers, um, you know, from the 1940s and 50s in country music, and um, along with the jazz singers. Now, my grandma, she always wanted me to be a jazz singer like her, so I did that first, um, but I never lost the love for the country music, especially the, the retro country music. And, and then right. when I was growing up, my aunt was a, a country singer, and she listened to a lot of Bonnie Raitt, you know, and a lot of singers, Emmy Lou Harris of that day, and Maria Maldar was a huge influence on me growing up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, good ones, good ones. I think yeah. Bonnie Raitt was my sang favorite. A, you sang in a gospel choir, too, didn't you? Yes, in school. Uh, I went to a Catholic high school, <laughs> but we had a gospel choir, <laughs> and um, it was wonderful. <laughs> the Catholics like gospel. Yeah. It wasn't all nuns playing guitars during folk mass. <laughs> we actually had a gospel choir, too. Not, not the sound of music at all, huh? <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, this album is great. It's a whole lot of fun, and I want to just go ahead and jump right into the next song, and that's one called The Night Life. For those of you that are maybe a little bit older, you'll recognize this one. It's a great song that Solitaire has done. So let's take a listen to The Nightlife. It is from the CD, Bye Bye Blues. goes down, you will find me hanging round. The nightlife ain't a good life, but it's my life. Many people 
just like me Dreaming of old used to be The nightlife ain't a good life But it's my life Listen to the blues they're playing Listen to what the blues are saying Mine is just another scene from the world of broken dreams And the nightlife ain't a good life But it's my life project we recorded about 25 songs um a year and a half ago and um we st- I started working on it I I wanted to release it as a double album 
But when I got COVID, I got scared, <laughs> and I thought I was going <laughs> to die. I felt really oh, bad. No. So I compiled the songs that we had finished that were more um, going towards the retro country and the Western swing, and I released it digitally, which, which is why there aren't any hard copies of it yet. Um, I'm waiting to finish the other album, and then I'll let it out in a two CD set. Um, but uh, I wanted to get something out at least in case I died <laughs> because we worked really hard on it, you know. Uh, so um, we went, we had gone into the recording studio and um, we had several sessions with some wonderful musicians. You heard a, a beautiful harmonica solo there um, yes, by the yes. world renowned harmonica maestro Howard Levy. We we're very honored to have him uh, work with us on this album. And uh, Howard is a genre hopper, uh, rather like I am, uh, between jazz and folk and country and pop, and um, <clears throat> he's such an amazing player. Uh, but my guitar player, uh, Neil Alger, he's our uh, musical director for the band, he plays this song a lot at his jazz gigs and sings it, so um, he knew nightlife very well, loving uh, Willie Nelson compositions, just like I do, and so that was an easy, easy song for us to agree upon. Um, we, I picked most of the songs. I, I, you know, being the singer, I guess I'm a little more ambitious about choosing material. Um, I chose some Cindy Walker tunes uh, for this because Cindy Walker is one of my all-time favorite Western swing composers and and singers, the great Cindy Walker. And then, um, you know, a couple of uh, really fun retro country songs we, we put in there as well. Um, kind of like uh, Nails in My Coffin. That's a real classic from the 1950s. And then some 1940s, uh, I Hear You Knockin', uh, which was done by um, uh, the accordion player from Milwaukee, um, Pee Wee King. And uh, we also did a Patsy Cline's, uh, two Patsy Cline tunes, Back in Baby's Arms, and then uh, I Love You So Much It Hurts Me. Um, so I tried to keep the theme 40s and 50s for this uh, one release. Um, you know, uh, uh, nine, what was it 1946? You Are My Sunshine came out, I think 45 or 46. Um, he, you know, he wrote that tune. Um, and then that's a really popular song. I mean, everybody knows You Are My Sunshine. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. we also chose a, a very obscure instrumental song by Spade Cooley. And I, I know there's a lot of... Um, folks that don't like Spade Cooley because of who he was. He was, you know, mentally ill and dangerous. Um, but he did write uh, a lot of great arrangements and songs. And um, Spadella uh, was actually nominated this year for Best Western Swing Song by the Academy of Western Artists. And I'm so pleased. Um, and I'm not even singing on it. <laughs> it's an instrumental. <laughs> Such a clever, wonderful Western swing tune. I mean, Spade was not a nice guy, but he really was a good writer. And uh, mm -hmm. nobody's ever recorded it uh, other than us. And um, we, we had uh, a wonderful uh, fiddle player, um, Javier Chaparro from uh, Austin, Texas, joined us on this. And he played, put in a beautiful fiddle harmony. So um, that is a very special song from the album that I'm extremely proud of, even though I'm not singing on it. <laughs> if folks uh, go on and listen to our album for free at our Bandcamp page, Check out Spadella um, because, or if you go to our YouTube page, I made a really fun video for it. Um, I believe Spadella embodies the genre of Western swing more than anything else on her album does. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I started to select that song, but then you weren't singing, so I thought, well, people can just they can just listen to it later. But uh, right now, great. I want to get to yeah. another one. Yeah, it is. It is. It was so much fun to listen to. But the whole album is, and uh, people are going to just love all of these songs. But right now, right now, let's listen to "I Hear You Knocking." This is Solitaire Miles, Susie Blue, and the Lonesome Fellas. We'll be back on the Campfire Cafe. You turn me down for someone else, I'd say that you're a heel. Well, that's all right, let's say goodnight, if that's the way you feel. I hear you knocking, knocking on my door. I hear you knocking, but you can't come in no more. When you called me on the phone Night and morning's come and gone And I feel all alone I hear you knocking Knocking on my door I hear you knocking But you can't come in no I guess I know when I don't rate, so baby, what's the use? I hear you knocking, knocking on my door. I hear you knocking, but you can't come in no more. You're never home till three It takes all day to sleep it off So you're no good to me I hear you knocking Knocking on my door I hear you knocking But you can't come in no more from the CD Bye Bye Blues. Solitaire, I was just wondering, when did you start performing? Uh, I started um, performing in high school. I had a music scholarship to go to a private high school, and it it was a performing arts school. Um, Although it was Catholic, uh, it had a very strong 
performing arts program. And um, being that I had a singer grandma and a singer aunt, um, you know, they always pushed me into singing at church. I used to be a, a cantor at church. And um, I got into doing uh, music groups in high school, and that helped pay my tuition. They knocked uh-huh. off a good chunk of the tuition so that I would participate in the various singing groups. And then I also did some musical theater in uh, high school and in college, although I am not enamored of musical theater anymore. Um, it did help me a lot as a performer to understand, uh, you know, how to work with an audience when you're on stage and how to emote, you know, especially when you're singing, whether you're recording or you're on stage. There are a lot of wonderful singers out there who have a beautiful voice, but the part of your delivery is always acting out the songs and feeling the emotions of the lyrics and you know, I had that drill into me <laughs> by our theater <laughs> teacher. I'm glad I did, even though I don't do theater anymore. Yeah. Well, I've always said there are a lot of great singers out there, but there are not a lot of great entertainers. And so there is a talent and a skill to doing that. When did you start your first uh, professional gig? I started singing jazz. Um, I, I went to college and I studied opera because I wanted to be an opera singer. But I oh, actually wow. started performing jazz when I was 19 in my hometown, Erie, Pennsylvania. There was a jazz community, and they would have a jazz band on Saturday nights at one of the local restaurants, and I would go there and sing. There was a fellow that played saxophone there. His name was Bruce Johnstone, and he used to play with Maynard Ferguson. In fact, he named a song after Bruce. It's called Stay Loose with Bruce. He's quite a famous jazz player, and we were so lucky to have him in my little town of Erie, PA. He's originally from New Zealand, and so I started singing with Bruce when I was 19, and I also studied the saxophone with Bruce when I was young. So that's really when my performing career as a musician took off was under Bruce Johnson. Yeah, you remember your first gig? Yes, uh, it was in my hometown of Erie, Pennsylvania at a restaurant called the Winter Inn and it was a jazz group and we had a fellow named Jack Todd who played um, a great big organ with the bass pedals and he was blind and he also played a baritone saxophone and then Bruce would play and we had drums and bass and um, it was strictly jazz but uh that's how I started. Wow. Do you remember what you got paid for that? Uh, I got dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I was 19 years old. They didn't dinner. give me any money. I got dinner and I got uh, I got an illegal cocktail. I hate to say it. I didn't tell them I was 19. So I, <laughs> I looked older than my age. Oh gosh, I remember I, we've had some guests on the show that started playing in bars and different things when they were young, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, but I recall one time we had R. W. Hampton on the show. Bobby, you may remember this. He was a pretty good singer back then, but they told him he couldn't stay in the bar unless he brought an older mm-hmm. fellow with him. So I think oh, he brought like twenty-one-year-old right. in with him that sure, way he was yeah. able to play. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's always interesting to find out people's history and and if they can remember the first place that they played. And uh, yeah, sometimes dinner was not a bad thing. That was not a bad thing at all. 
But uh, anyway, let's take this into another song. This is the one that you were talking about a little bit ago. It's called I Love You So Much It Hurts Me. And again, this is from the great CD, Bye Bye Blues. Oh, but before we go... much it hurts me with solitaire miles on the vocals solitaire a moment ago we uh played i heard you knocking and um i want to go back to that for just a moment on my facebook page throughout the show i post pictures and things and you do wonderful illustrations for some of these songs 
And I hear you knocking was the first one I put up. And I know you did a duet. That was a duet. You want to go back and just tell us a little bit more about that song? Oh, sure. Before we move forward. (laughs) As as we all know, uh, loving our music, uh, Western Swing and a lot of the retro country, we aren't popular, so we aren't making the big money. (laughs) We're not, you know, going to the Country Music Awards or anything with this stuff. So we do it out of love for the music, and I wanted to remember a wonderful singer, Keith Weber, who duetted with me twice on this album, and that was Keith. He's from Austin, Texas, and he has a band there called Cadillac Drive. He's a wonderful songwriter, guitar player, and singer, and um, he volunteered his singing and his work for the album. A lot of folks um, did. Uh, not everybody. We're not, you know, we're not making a million bucks like you guys know, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Out of love. Yeah, we do it out of love, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to thank Keith for singing with me on the album because he's got such a wonderful sound and delivery. Yeah, he does. And I've noticed another fun thing besides these wonderful graphics that you do. Um, I also noticed that lately, of course, as many performers have been taken to Zoom, uh, you've done some wonderful uh I guess I'll say their Zoom performances, one with um, Dominic Halpin in in England. And then the other day you put up one with, were there four of you? Um, you want to just talk for a moment, since we're talking about duets and things, you want to talk a little bit about what you're doing live? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're trying. Uh, actually, I, I love working with Dominic. Um, I've been following him for a few years as an artist, and folks can find him at DominicHalpin.com on the web. He's a wonderful singer, uh, songwriter, and musician uh, over in Great Britain. And um, I believe that he lives in Manchester, England. And he does a whole lot of retro country uh, in his act. Um, and he asked me if I wanted to duet. And he has a recording studio at his place. So all I had to do was record my vocal part in the computer. And uh, I said, I hooked my microphone up into the computer and then... Um, you know, took the video, and then I sent that to him, and he mixed it and everything and made it sound beautiful. He did such a good <laughs> it's job. fabulous. Oh, and he's <laughs> such a wonderful voice. He's so talented because he can play and arrange and record and do all of that stuff, and it's hard work, and I didn't have to do anything. Usually I'm the one that produces. It was so nice. I just have to show up and sing for once, you know? Uh, that's pretty nice. Well, this technology, the technology today is just absolutely amazing what you can get done. But uh, yeah, I've seen that, and that was a that was a great performance with him. And the one that Bobby was talking about, I've posted on my Facebook page if anybody's listening and would like to go look at it. But uh, so much fun! You always do a great job on anything that you do on Facebook uh, with your live performances. Are you doing? more of those are you able to get back to work any what's what's going on in your area well chicago is still closed down because of the high count of covid um i would like to get the guys to come out here this summer to do a performance um we live out in the country and we have an acre and it's really pretty um maybe in august when it cools down um we could do a social distancing concert together um, but that will depend on whether we have another spike of COVID or not. Um, but we're still working on more videos, um, like we did the Blues Don't Care, and everybody played from their living room, and we combined it all in the video program. We didn't do that live together. Um, 
we all recorded separately to a bass track, which had the tempo, you know, the timing, and then they all played their parts with it, and I was able to compile it into a video. <clears throat> um, and, you know, if we can get together and do an on, we never had a CD release party, so I'm, I kind of would like to do one, but if we can't get together physically, it, at least I'm going to try to get them together to do another uh, group video um, where we all just take a video of ourselves playing the song to a to a bass track. You know, you send a bass track with a with a count off, and and then they just play, and then you mix it together. So that's how a lot of bands are are doing it nowadays, because you can't get on stage at least in a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know in Nashville they finally they finally allowed two musicians on stage at a time. Wow. Fifteen feet away from the audience, and of course the audience is like twenty-five percent or something of capacity, and uh, they all have to wear a mask. I know everybody's eager to get back to normal or more normal than what they've been, but it may still be a while. Yep. I'm afraid that's the case. But uh, anyway, love that. Love to see all of your performances on Facebook. You do a quality job with what you do, and uh, and and very enjoyable. If you're not following solitaire Anna miles on facebook you need to be doing that when you get to another song well you're very welcome you're very welcome we're going to get to another song we talked about this one a while ago it's called back in baby's arms it's from the cd bye bye blues we're talking with solitaire miles today who is our very special guest on the campfire cafe Yeah. 
Solitaire Miles back in baby's arms. Susie Blue and the Lonesome Fellas from Bye Bye Blues. Um, Solitaire, I was reading uh, a bit about about this recording project in preparation for today. And I, I read that you really enjoy, uh, part of what you really enjoy is research. Um, you want to talk a little bit about just the history of this music and what it is that grabs you about it and, and sets it apart from other genres? Uh, sure, thank you. Um, you know, my grandma was a music teacher and her sister, my great aunt, they were both singers, my great aunt was a librarian. So, I mean, I I grew up in a house that not only loved music, but they talked a lot about music history and the development of music and the singers and the bands that created music over the decades. So I kind of like to take my projects at a you know, to think about them in sort of like a historical level as well. Um, when we put together a CD, I like to try to keep, you know, the genres together or the time periods together and have everything relate. Um, the songs relate to each other as they might have if you were a listener in the 1950s or in the 1960s. Music history and evolution is a really important thing to me, and that's part of how I pick songs. Um, and, of course, being a Coming from a jazz background, you know, jazz had its heyday in the 40s and 50s as well. Um, so um, as far as producing, I always try to keep in mind when I'm putting a project together, how uh, do the songs work together, what connects them to each other, why do they sound good together, and what is their meaning uh, in reference to each other? Do you know what I mean? I do. Mm-hmm. I know um, Gary has uh, set up and ready to play next, um, The Lonesome Road. you want to tell us a little bit about this one? Sure. That's actually a gospel uh, tune that a lot of jazz and swing singers made popular and blues singers. Um, they took it from the gospel um, music in the 30s up, up to modern day. Singers like um, Madeline Peru covered it. Um, you know, and she does country and jazz as well. Um, a -hmm. lot of folks like Frank Sinatra did the Lonesome Road. B.B. King played the Lonesome Road. A Billy, uh, I'm sorry, Willie Nelson, uh, everybody does this song. It's a really classic jazzy standard kind of gospel tune. And it was a, it was the warm up song for our first session together. I I didn't plan on publishing it. (laughs) We try to get a tune together for the band to say, okay, let's all get on the same page. Cause we just brought Howard into our group. And so I was like, let's all play this one together just to warm up. And the the guy that was running the studio was actually still setting our levels when we recorded it, but it came out so good because everyone was relaxed. (laughs) Yeah, it's a great song. Let's listen to the Lonesome Road. We'll be right back to talk more with Solitaire Miles.
musicians and I'm so lucky and honored to work with them all. Um, some of them I've known for the past 25 years working with them um, in jazz in Chicago. I've recorded some jazz albums with them as well, but some of them are new to me um, and uh, some of them are country musicians that we brought into the fold for our first Western Swing album in 2015. Um, uh, Keith Weber, of course, I mentioned before, one of my uh, vocal uh, friends who, who did harmonies with me. He's from Austin, Texas, and Javier Chaparro is a wonderful fiddle player that joined us from Austin as well. Very popular down there. Uh, Howard Levy is on harmonica, and he's from Chicago and, like me, crosses over between jazz and country and pop. He was new to our band on this album. Our musical director is Neil Alger, who is typically um, a jazz guitarist and well-known here in the Chicago area. 
but he also does country and uh, he does rock as well. Um, Tom Hope is our piano player, and we had a, an accordion there for the Patsy Cline song, I Love You So Much It Hurts Me. That was uh-huh. a wonderful mm-hmm. stilly here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Schneider is our master saxophone reed player. He plays clarinet on one of the Cindy Walker tunes. We have a great T.C. Furlong on pedal steel, who was originally from the band, uh, oh gosh, um, the the Back in the Saddle Band. They had the first country hit on MTV in 1983, The Curly Shuffle. Wow. Anybody remembers that? That's T.C. <laughs> band. And uh, so we're honored to have him. And then, of course, our wonderful bass player, Chris Bernhardt, and our drummer, uh, Phil Berteau, and Paul Labella is our percussionist. Uh, and and my, my best friend from high school, Jen Zayas, who is also a country jazz singer, uh, did the beautiful harmony with me on Bye Bye Blues. We've been best friends since we were 14 years old. We went to the same high school together, and we've been singing together since we were kids. And so um, she did the harmony with me on on this, and she's going to be on our next album singing harmony, harmony with me too. So they're such a wonderful group of players, and they all kind of vacillate between uh, country, jazz, and pop. So... Um, you know, you can throw anything at them and, and they'll swing with it. Wow. Wow. Well, they're a talented group. And uh, and again, this is absolutely a great album. It's called Bye Bye Blues. And we're going to get to another song that you mentioned a while ago called Driving Nails in My Coffin. Tell us a little ah. bit more about this one again. This is one of my favorite tunes on the album. Uh, our next album is going to be more along the lines of this tune, a little more upbeat, uh, crossing over from retro country to ro- real rockabilly. Um, and this features uh, the guys singing background vocals. <laughs> Neil and Chris uh, sing background vocals with one of our other singers who recently passed away. Um, oh. A wonderful singer in Chicago died from uh, having diabetes about a year ago. We lost him. Uh, but uh, we have Howard Levy, Levy playing harmonica on this and Neil Alger playing guitar, and you can hear his country and his uh, rock influences there. Um, it's such a great song. And a couple of folks have recorded this lately, you know, this great retro hit. But, uh, I mean, you can rock it up. You can you can country it up. You can do a lot of things. It's such a wonderfully written tune. Driving nails in my coffin. We're talking with Solitaire Miles.
My Coffin, Susie Blue and the Lonesome Fellas, Solitaire Miles. This has been so much fun. This has been a really quick hour. And uh, we got to thank you for coming in and joining us today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be with you today. Well, I, I know I our... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, I wish I could have brought the whole band. Well, that would be fun. We may have to do. We may have to do that sometime. But I know Figure our worldwide audience is wanting to be able to pick up your music. So give us your website. Tell us how they can buy your music. You can find our website at SusieBlueLonesomeFellows dot com, and our music is available on iTunes and Amazon, and. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify. We also have a Bandcamp page, which is SusieBlueLonesomeFellows.Bandcamp.com. And on your Facebook link there, I've posted some of the websites for our wonderful musicians as well. So oh, folks, great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, the, thank you for doing that. You can find them and check them out, too, because they all have their own bands besides playing with me. Oh, wow. Wow. So when will you be touring again? Have you got anything that's set up that's still holding? Oh, goodness, no. I mean, we're still hoping to have a CD release party in Chicago. We had talked about it with a beautiful uh, venue there called uh, Pianoforte. Uh, They do concerts in downtown Chicago, and then they broadcast them on YouTube. I'd still like to do something like that, um, but you're not allowed to get together yet in Chicago. So the only other hope I have is to get everybody to come out to my place in Indiana and put a stage out on the lawn. And so we, we have an acre and it's real pretty out here. Um, oh, that would be fun. Farm. And, and it, yeah. we have a real fields and acre, uh, pastures behind us. So, you know, it, but it depends on what, what we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, sometime in the next six months, things will open up and get more back to normal. But uh, you have been absolutely fantastic today, and uh, we're going to close out this segment of the show with another great song called "A Thousand Good Nights." Tell us something about this one. Oh, that's a great tune. Um, that was originally a, a, a sweet band song from the 1930s, and sweet bands were what you had for dance bands before big band came along. And um, that was originally done by um, Milton Brown and his musical Brownies. Yeah. So I stole that from Milton Brown, and uh, it features a fiddle player from Chicago named uh, Stu Rosenberg, um, and uh, TC's on there playing uh, pedal. It's such a pretty tune and uh i just love uh the musical brownies how can anyone not like western swing and not know- <laughs> that's that's exactly right that is exactly right well solitaire you've been great and uh look forward to having you come back and join us again thank you for having me and thank you both for keeping this music alive because not enough folks know America's musical heritage. And, you know, that's what a lot of us Western swingers are trying to do. We're trying to keep the old music mm-hmm. alive, history back for mm-hmm. people. They know where music comes from, and they get to listen to the real thing. Well, it has absolutely been great. So we're going to listen to this song. It's A Thousand Good Nights, and we'll be back in just a moment. Solitaire Miles has been our very special guest today on the Campfire Cafe.
good night, a thousand good nights. Here we have waited while moonbeams have faded and gone. Good night, a thousand good nights. I miss the love light I knew from the twilight till dawn. That wonderful moment meant hours of bliss. Forgetting what no man meant sighing like this. Good night. Tonight was like heaven. Hold me and kiss me and tell me a thousand good nights. Saddle of America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Alex Capert, the Executive Director of the Mustang Heritage Foundation.
so much for having me on today. Um, so the Mustang Heritage is, uh, Foundation excuse me, is a 501c3 nonprofit focused on getting wild horses and burros placed into private care uh, through programs, education, and events. Uh, most notably, uh, probably for our, your listeners today, Gary, would be our Extreme Mustang Makeover event, uh, which we're very excited to get to talk about with you. All right. All right. Well, Mustang Heritage Foundation does a great job in trying to help to place America's wild Mustangs in in permanent and loving homes. But, um, Alex, we were talking just a little bit earlier about this COVID-19 thing that has delayed a lot of things. And this morning in my uh, memories on Facebook, there were all kinds of photographs and things that had posted about the extreme Mustang makeover in Lexington, Kentucky. And, uh, unfortunately that has changed this year. So what's new? It has, it has. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, as you just mentioned, uh, COVID-19, it really threw some uh, monkey wrenches in our plans for the year. Uh, but thanks to the great team that we have here on staff at the MHF, we have been able to pivot uh, pretty quickly and seamlessly to a virtual event. So uh, we will be hosting our Kentucky Extreme Mustang Makeover virtually uh, starting next week. Uh, so we're really excited about that. We're going to be able to keep all of our competitors and spectators, supporters safe and healthy, but still get our Mustangs uh, showcased and up and available for adoption. Well, that is pretty cool stuff. For folks that are just tuning in around the world, and they may not be familiar, across the United States and Canada and Mexico, um, tell us a little bit about what the extreme Mustang makeovers are. Absolutely, absolutely. So this is a training competition that's actually been going on since 2007. That was our first one ever. Um, And what occurs is trainers are paired with a wild horse, um, never been touched before. They have approximately 100 days to take that horse from wild to mild. Uh, In doing so, they will show up at uh, our Extreme Mustang Makeover events, or in this instance, we'll be doing it virtually. Uh, But there are several classes that showcase the trainability and versatility of the Mustangs, as well as the skill of our trainers. 
So we'll have a handling and conditioning class looking at, you know, how well can the animal be handled. Uh, we'll have a trail class. You take it out and do something functional with it. And then we also have a pattern class really showcasing the horsemanship and trainability of these horses. Uh, so really showcasing from start to finish what these horses can do. And it's quite amazing what can happen in 100 days. Uh, the most exciting part of the event for most spectators is our top 10 freestyles performance. And that occurs uh, Saturday evening, typically, uh, with a choreographed uh, three-and-a-half-minute production. Each of our top ten finalists have props and use it, and they'll showcase their horsemanship skills as well as some cool tricks that they've been able to teach their horse in just 100 days uh, to really highlight how great these horses are for anyone and everyone out there. It's amazing what happens with these mustangs in a hundred days but um i mean it really is amazing what happens with these mustangs they go from as you said from wild to mild and um uh, will the will the virtual uh, event be very similar to what normally takes place at an extreme mustang makeover it will be. Obviously, we're going to have some modifications due to, uh, you know, the fact that it's virtual versus uh, in-person and that we're going to have trainers literally all across the country competing in this event. Um, so we've been very fortunate to be able to partner with uh, the American Paint Horse Association um, to use their virtual e-shows platform. Um, that's been very, very beneficial for us. Uh, trainers will actually be recording their different classes. So we'll have the handling and conditioning, we'll have the trail, and we'll have a pattern. We call it our Mustang Maneuvers class. Um, they'll be recording those at their home arenas or in their pastures and then submitting them uh, through the APHA virtual platform. Um, we'll still have judges. It'll be a, a judged event, obviously, just like a regular in-person EMM. Um, really, the only missing part is going to be being able to sit in the bleachers and watch the runs go. Uh, so that's that's kind of the big difference. But we're very excited to be able uh, to showcase the videos. Uh, once the classes are completed, we will get those published so that if you're just itching to see what these horses can do in the various different classes, you'll be able to watch those online. Okay. Now, normally at an extreme Mustang makeover, the uh, the events take place on different days. Is that going to be the same with the virtual showcase? Yes. Yes, sir. It is. There are um, so trainers actually, uh, without getting into the weeds too far on the logistics of it, but the trainers actually have a ten day submission window, so they're able to film their runs and submit them through the portal uh, through ten over a 10-day period. They have to have that completed uh, by Monday evening of next week. Uh, our judges will begin judging, and they will judge just like they would at a regular event. So handling and conditioning will be first. Then it will be the uh, trail class followed by the Mustang Maneuvers class. So they will be judged on separate days. Uh, winners, placings, all that good stuff will be announced on those separate days accordingly, uh, and those will be available via all of our social media channels and through our website, uh, ExtremeMustangMakeover.com. Okay, well, I was, I was curious as to how people could actually watch 
the event. So all of your social media, they'll be able to watch it on there yeah. and and your yes. website as well. Okay. And yeah. uh, when yeah, will this videos. when will this start? When will it start? Sure, sure. So uh, the actual uh, posting, uh, judging and posting of classes, all that good stuff will begin on uh, Wednesday. We should have uh, announcements of the first class placings by uh, Wednesday evening, uh, the 24th, should be around 5 p.m. We will announce the uh, handling and pattern class scoring. Uh, then on Thursday, we'll go through and judge the trail class, and those will be posted, the placings, that is, uh, about 5 p.m. Thursday evening. And then Friday, we'll get into the top 10 freestyles judging, but we're going to hold that back a little bit. And we actually have an auction uh, Saturday evening to get all these horses placed into new homes, so we'll be announcing our top 10 uh placers, uh, and then the winners, all that good stuff on Saturday. We're going to make Saturday our real exciting day of the Mustang. All right. That'll be cool. Well, I want to take a quick break. I'm going to listen to a song by Mary Ann Kennedy called Horses in Life. And uh, when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about the auction and how that's going to work, because that's going to be different from a regular Extreme Mustang makeover as well. So we'll be right back. We're talking with Alex Keppert, the executive director of the Mustang Heritage Foundation, and our good friend Bobby Bell is just taking all of this in right now, so she may have some questions too. We'll be right back. Horses in life It's all the same to me The reason that my heart keeps Beating inside Horses and life Passion was born at birth Until my last day on earth It'll be
horses in life I have been blessed with these It was my destiny Let this be my legacy guest on Saddle Up America, Mr. Alex Keppert, who is the executive director of the Mustang Heritage Foundation. And as so many events across the country have been canceled or uh, changes that have been made, the same thing is true with their extreme Mustang makeovers. And so we've been talking about some of the changes that are taking place there and they're going virtual. And, uh, Alex, we were talking right before that little break about uh, the auction because that's going to be different. And the whole purpose of this thing is to find homes for the Mustangs. So tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it it is definitely going to be a little different uh, since we're not all going to be at the Kentucky Horse Park uh, running a live auction, which uh, we're we're disappointed about, but – we're really, really excited about the fact that we've been able to partner with Superior Livestock to actually host the online auction for these adult competing extreme Mustang makeover horses. Uh, so we have a phenomenal catalog on superiorlivestock.com. Um, you can get to that as well as all the information uh, on the Extreme Mustang Makeover through our website, ExtremeMustangMakeover.com. But you can go in and you can see all of the adult horses that are competing, that are available. We've got a nice uh, video for each and every one of them showcasing what that horse can do and a little bio about the horse and, uh, you know, anything and everything you might ever want to know about them. Uh, So what's going to actually occur is we will be hosting a live auction through Superior Livestock starting at 6 p.m. on Saturday, the 27th of June, so a week from this coming Saturday. So with that, uh, bidders who are interested in possibly purchasing a horse, uh, they have until Tuesday evening, the 23rd, uh, to get their bidder uh, approval application in. Uh, So we go through, and as you mentioned, Gary, with the Mustang Heritage Foundation, we are very concerned and very conscientious of making sure that these horses go to good forever homes post-event. 
so we'll go through. We actually screen and approve the bidders, uh, and then they will be authorized to place bids live during the auction starting at 6 p.m. on the 27th. So what's kind of cool is we have trainers across the country. So as far as accessibility, doesn't matter if you're in Maine, doesn't matter if you're in Washington, doesn't matter if you're in Texas. There should be a horse within a very close distance for you if you're interested. So uh, to help facilitate getting those uh, horses that have been placed through the makeover to their new homes, uh, we've actually been able to uh, work with some great partners, and we'll be able to offer uh, shipping credits for oh, the great. purchasers of these horses. So uh, we'll be able to offer a shipping credit of up to $250 per horse uh, to get them from their trainer to their new home, which we think is really going to be uh, very helpful for making sure that we get good sticky placements uh, where that horse goes to a good home. Well, that's great. Now, at, at a normal Extreme Mustang makeover, uh, you'll auction horses at one time, and then the then the top ten horses are auctioned later. So, in this particular case, will they be all auctioned at one time? Yes, yes. During this um, auction, they will start uh, at six p.m. and we will run through all the lots. We're going to be selling them by lot number. So we'll obviously make sure that we're announcing who our top 10 places are, champion reserve, all that good stuff. But they'll be running through uh, the auction ring at one time uh, starting at 6 p.m. on the 27th. Okay. Well, that'll be pretty cool, and that will be different. Uh, So folks that are listening out there, if you're wanting to bid, go ahead and, and register and become approved and then be sure and get your bids in, and that will be available online, so you'll be able to do that. And that's live, right? It is. It is. We will actually have uh, a live auction. We'll have uh, several of my staff and a, a live auctioneer up at the Superior Livestock Auction Studios in Fort Worth. They're on the 27th, so you'll be seeing live video streams. You can call in um, the numbers for calling in to bid will be provided as well as bidding online once you're uh, approved as a bidder. So there's multiple options for, for getting your hands on one of these great horses. Well, that's going to be interesting and it will be so cool that you guys are doing that. Um, Because again, the important, the important thing is to find good homes for these people and and uh and to raise some money so that the work can be continued to help place these mustangs that so desperately need to be placed in good homes. So what exactly. else can you tell us Alex that we haven't covered so sure. far? Sure. Sure, absolutely. Well, we spent quite a bit of time talking about the adult horses and the the auction. Um I don't want to skip over the fact that we are going to be having a youth competition as well. Uh it's going to oh, be yeah. Same virtual format. Uh, We'll be going through and the youth competitors, uh, which we actually have 43 of those. uh, Wow. Turnout for youth competitors. Um, They'll be going through and submitting their videos as well. Uh, What's great about our youth competitions, and I always hear great feedback that everyone loves to watch them because every single one of our youth competitors gets to do a freestyle class. And it's amazing how creative these 
kiddos can get, you know, from eight all the way up to 17. It, it blows my mind. So uh, you'll be able to watch the children, or the youth, rather, um, with their <laughs> classes as well. Um, we'll be posting results from everything for their classes uh, on social media and the websites. Um, you'll also be able to view those videos online through social media and on our website. So I uh, didn't want to skip over the fact that we do have a very healthy youth competition, uh, and we're really looking forward to seeing uh, how creative these kids uh, can get. Well, I met some of these youngsters, I think it was last year in Lexington, and they are so engaged uh, with these Mustangs, and it, it's such a good program for them. And I guess still you don't auction their horses because they'll get to take those home, won't they? Yes, sir. Yeah, all the youth are actually uh, purchasing or adopting their horses up front at the start of the competition. So, yeah, they'll they'll go back with their youth trainers. Uh, you know, back in the day when we used to auction the yearlings, there were uh, a lot of big old crocodile tears. Uh, those, I mean, it's a very bonding experience. I mean, you're spending 100 days with this horse and pouring your blood, sweat, and tears into it. So uh, most often those uh, yearlings and two-year-olds end up staying with those tra- youth traders for forever and ever. So that's, that's pretty cool to see. That is great. That is great. So one more time, tell us when this starts and where people can see this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the uh, event will be uh, starting uh, on Wednesday this coming uh, Wednesday, that is, uh, the 24th of June. Uh, we're going to go through and we'll have all of our videos judged, uh, classes announced with placements and all that uh, Wednesday evening, and then videos will be available to view at that time. That'll be for our handling and our pattern classes. On Thursday, the 25th, uh, our judges will go through and review the trail classes and score them. Uh, same thing, we'll go ahead and announce placings and winners uh, about 5 p.m. Friday, uh, we'll announce our uh, top 10, uh, top 10, excuse me, I said Friday, I meant Saturday. Saturday morning, we'll announce our top 10, and those videos will be available for all of the uh, trail classes. Uh, And then Saturday evening, starting at 6 p.m., you'll be able to watch the live auction. Uh, And also be sure to stay tuned. We have some pretty cool tricks up our sleeves for highlighting those top 10 freestyles. We'll be showcasing them in a a pretty cool format via social media as well as on our website. So uh, most importantly, uh, all of the videos, all of the results, all of the placings will be available on the Extreme Mustang Makeover Facebook page. There will be links to the Instagram account as well, uh, and everything will also be posted on our website at ExtremeMustangMakeover.com. So plenty of ways to go see how people did and watch their videos uh, and be able to get plugged in even though we can't all be together. All right, so that's going to be exciting, be a lot of fun to watch, and so you don't even have to be close to an extreme Mustang makeover or travel. You can see it all online, so that's going to be a, a great experience for people. And um, and I do want to mention, I do want to mention real quickly that October the 29th 
through the 31st uh, Equestrian Legacies Rendezvous 2020 is going to be held in Winchester, Tennessee at the Circle E Guest Ranch. And so uh, there'll be trail riding, there will be uh, music concerts, there will be vendors, there will be Mustang demonstrations, and then on Saturday we're actually going to auction some uh, special select Mustangs and burros. So if you're kind of missing and seeing the action live and in person, you can come to Tennessee October the 29th through the 31st and get your fill. Alex is going to be there. Paula Carr is going to be there. A lot of the staff will be there. There will be virtual reality of uh, Mustangs in the wild. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a fun time. It's so a mark sure for that. Really looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be great. Well, Alex, Alex, you've been great. You have been very informative, and uh, and I was really wondering how all this was going to come together. So you've done a great job of explaining that to people. Thank you, sir. Well. Absolutely. I hope everyone has an opportunity to tune in and watch it. And, uh, you know, we're really looking forward to being able to showcase the hard work of all of our trainers, both youth and adult, uh, and can definitely use everyone's support to cheer them on, even if it's from your living room versus the seats in the arena. Well, that's right. So uh, even though we can't be in Lexington this time, uh, we do look forward to seeing everybody in October at the Equestrian Legacies Rendezvous 2020. Alex, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you, guys. All right, let's take a listen to a song by Kristen Harris. She's a Mustanger and has shown it at the Extreme Mustang Makeovers, but she's done a great song called The Mustang Waltz. We'll be back in just a moment with Bobby Bell. <laughs>
show today so so much fun talking with solitary 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 miles where did i get that solitary from and um (laughs) and talking with alex kepper this could be an exciting event to be able uh, to watch it just everywhere you know anywhere in the world people can watch this thing so it's gonna be a lot of fun unfortunately they're having to go that route because of the covid19 but uh so, so many things have been either canceled or postponed or having to go virtual. So it's a new world, isn't it? Well, yeah, but, you know, in the in the having to reimagine things, um, actually, it has opened the world to be able to see things that we couldn't see if we couldn't get there. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's that there's there's just a wealth of events that you can participate in, you know, even church services. Um, if you haven't found a church yet, oh my goodness, every, every church has gone, you know, every church has gone, <laughs> They've gone uh, online. for their congregations has gone online. And so now there's, you know, there's just so many more opportunities to see things perhaps than, than before, if that's a silver lining in it, I guess. I guess, I guess it is. It's always good to look for the silver lining. So I think yesterday I noticed that the Out West shop has all kinds of scarves and different things that are available for people to go shopping and purchase without having to get out into a store. What you got going on? Well, we we try to do a weekly or bi-weekly newsletter. We call it the Out West Scout, and it's kind of fun. I come up with a theme, and I kind of curate the collection. And uh, thinking about events, um, as far as yesterday anyway, the big 80th Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, its 80th year is is on, is scheduled, is about 50 days away now. And that happens, of course, in Sturgis, South Dakota, a very historic setting. And people do come from uh, near and far. And um, uh, there's 10 days of great events and music. Willie Nelson is performing along with a number of other bands. So it's a big, it is a big gathering. And uh, I, I kind of follow it. And I thought, oh, it would be fun to put together 
look at what we offer and kind of put together, um, curate a collection of clothing, apparel, accessories, leather hats and such, sort of apply for the outdoor biker uh, open road um, lifestyle. So that's what we just promoted. And then bandanas, of course, are always a staple in a Western wardrobe or we'll give a Western a Western um, bit of flash to anybody's wardrobe and um, very, very versatile. Bandanas have a long history of versatility, and so we always carry them. And at different times, I've highlighted some of the ones that we have, and we just got in a few uh, new designs. And so um, I did a separate Facebook post last night on the Out West Shop. Facebook page, and you can see both of those, um, the newsletter and the bandana post called Bandana Mania um, yeah. on the Out West Shop page. All right. Yeah. And, and if you and use um, coupon, coup, coupon code RIDE, R-I-D-E, we'll give you $10 off a purchase of 75 or more. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. Well, it's not too far away from horses to talk about the iron horses, those motorcycles. Right. So. Be sure and visit that. What's your what's what's your website address? Really simple, outwestshop.com. I think I can remember that. I think I can remember <laughs> that. So go to outwestshop.com and whether you're a motorcycle rider or a horseback rider or an entertainer performer, do a little shopping right there. Well, again, it has been a fun fun show and um as usual, I know you always have somewhere in your repertoire some closing thoughts for the show. Well, you know, this um, Sunday is Father's Day, and so I pulled out a couple of quotes. And the first one is sort of from my heart, uh, although it was stated by someone else. Thanks for giving me the finer things in your life your time, your care, and your love. And that goes um, to dad's my dad and to the dads that have been in my life. And then I liked this one. Dads are most ordinary men turned by love into heroes, adventurers, storytellers, and singers of song. So happy Father's Day to all the dads and granddads and stepdads and just the men that have been mentors in our lives. We, um, we salute you. Well, thank you. As a dad and a granddad, I appreciate that. So anyway, it has been a fun show today, and we're going to invite you to tune in Saturday for the Living Room Sessions. Andy Hedges is our very special guest for that, and that starts at noon Central Standard Time. And then back here again for the Campfire Cafe in Saddle Up America next Thursday, starting at noon. As always, we thank you for listening, and uh, we encourage you to tell your friends about us. Stay tuned for Saturday's show with Andy Hedges. You're going to love that. And, uh, Bobby, I guess we'll see you on the radio next week. We'll see you next week. All right. Let's close out the show today with a great song from Mickey Daniel Province. It's one called She Could Ride. Thanks for listening. Long black braid hanging down her back And a California buckaroo style hat And a smile warm as sunshine in July She had a half wild wide-eyed Mustang stud And spurs and jingle boots covered in mud And a playful little twinkle in her eyes And she has ridden in the in Montana And she was raised on Bronx to 
She rides them wildly free at the top of the ridge above Monterey, watching her dreams soar on eagle's wings. She's a girl with a heart that'll never be tamed, glitter in the wind that'll never be claimed, fire racing through the depths of her veins. And she has really 